podcast brought to you by bro and sis uh and this is a special feature podcast bro it's all about disrupt it's all about disrupt this is the disrupt hr recap overview before the videos come live we get to record our highlights lowlights and what did we learn just like my favorite race reports and so for those of you uh listening in who are outside of vancouver or uh, weren't able to attend the event last night. To give you an idea of what happened in Vancouver last Wednesday was uh, Team Corker hosted uh, Vancouver's chapter of Disrupt HR. And Disrupt HR is an organization that hosts different events around the world. And they bring together around eight to 10 speakers. They do a timed presentation. It's a five minute presentation to time slides on their disruptive action idea or behavior that they're creating in the workplace that's generating or causing a new future in their relationship to work, in our relationship to people, in our relationship to technology. It's all about how we work with people differently going forward. And we had a freaking awesome lineup um, that I'm so, like, they just worked their butts off to get that five-minute presentation to be as smooth as it appeared to be on that night. So um, let's dive in. What was the highlight for you of last Wednesday night of Disrupt HR? Oh, gosh. I'm still just reeling as you say it the way you do about the speakers. I mean, like, they were there to share a disruptive practice. And I'm so mindful that every single one of them brought something disruptive. And that's no joke. It's so easy to not be disruptive. Well, and it's also easy to go to a speaker's event where it's inspirational speaking. Totally. And it's like, here's my story and here's who I am. And we have some really inspiring people here in Vancouver. Absolutely. Unequivocally. And the hard thing is like, but who's the leader who's leading the company or leading the charge or leading the movement that is doing something that is different than anything else? Yeah. And those are like, it's diamonds in the rough. And hey, thank God we know great diamonds in the rough. And people put up their hand. Yes, exactly. Diamonds have applied. Oh, man. Okay. So to answer your question, I'm just, I I, focus, Steffi, focus. Uh, Highlight of the event, I mean, aside from the speakers, we packed that place. Every seat at Science World Omnimax Theater was accounted for. And I am so grateful that Vancouver showed up. And I think... Vancouver as a city uh, is easy to have a bit of a bad rap that you might not show up or the weather might keep you home. And it wasn't a rainy night and people bought tickets and they showed up and it just, your the presence was felt in that room. And uh, yeah, I was really grateful for it. Mm. What about you? Highlight. Um, my highlight, definitely... It was after the program ended, actually, and I was walking down the ramp back to the second floor concourse, and all of our sponsors and partners, and we brought the bar inside Science World this time, and everyone was chatting and mingling and talking. And it was just so cool to go into a, from a place where people are being talked at to then 
like mingling with the speakers and talking to each other and all the cool people that, to your point, really showed up. Um, it was the highlight. I was like, these, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And good job for Team Corker because we haven't been the best at the after party or the networking portion. Oh, we've and been the worst. The worst. And you had the great idea to bring it in, to keep it all in one venue, under one roof, and... That was awesome. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Next up is the low light. And my low light um, is certainly selfish because, as you mentioned, there were three levels to Science World. And the show is on the third level. I hear you were on the first level. Yeah. But on the second level, we brought in All in Bricks. Did I say that right? Yeah. And I've been like fangirling over All in Bricks oh, on man. Instagram. We'll link to him below because he's super he's talented. so rad. And I miss the show. So part of it in being in such a large venue where there's logistics and whatnot for people to travel to, we wanted there to be entertainment for their whole journey all the way to the top floor. It just meant that I so missed out on the entertainment. Mm. I wish he could have stayed longer. Totally. Um, my low light was actually something that we couldn't actually control. What I realized, I was on the first floor, so I got to interact with a lot of people as they were coming in. And one person came up and was like, event parking is $24. And I was like, no way. If you like went to Science World on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's like two or three bucks, like a normal price for parking would be. And um, they jack the pricing up or the parking people jack the pricing up knowing that there was an event on at Science World. And I was like, I get it. We're in the like variable pricing economy these days. It's like surge pricing with Uber and it just like felt like $24 was a lot. I would also like to link below to the corporate discount code provided to us from Moby if you attended Disrupt HR because the most beautiful thing, one of the most beautiful things about Moby Bikes is there's no surge pricing. <laughs> God, man, you certainly loved your Moby Bikes and like, <laughs> surprise, surprise, like promoted them so hard. Moby, if you want to sponsor our podcast, like... Moby should maybe sponsor our podcast. We'll keep it Mobying right along. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, next up. No parking, no surge pricing. All Moby bikes. And so... The next question. Highlight, low light, what did we learn? What did we learn? Boy, did we learn so much. Ursula started us off, and she is not only an exceptional coach, but also a really impactful kundalini yoga teacher. And it was really, for me, as a yoga teacher on the side as well, it was really cool to see how she linked the practices together. And when you're working with human potential and human capacity, sometimes it actually needs to be experienced in the body first before Mm. we can make sense of it in the mind. And so I thought she did a great job of loosening people up, getting people out of their comfort zone. Um, And she really reminded me of like, sometimes it's a felt, transformation is a felt experience. Beautiful. What was the disruptive thought of the day that Ursula left us with? Uh, The most disruptive thing is to be yourself. Hot damn. Love that woman. All right, next on the speaker lineup was Sim, our very own Sim Tatla. And Sim works with Team Corker in a recruiting and content perspective. Uh, And what I learned from Sim was the power in the roles and the jobs that we have that we never talk about or we don't share. And Sim shared her experience being a blueberry picker on the farm in Abbotsford 
with her Indian friends while the Caucasian workforce sat in the office and how that planted the seed that she would always work for a female or for a white leader. And I'm especially mindful of this knowing that she's working for two Caucasians right now. And what I love and appreciate about Sim is that she brings her whole self to work so that I get to learn about what it means regardless of your skin tone, yet what it rather what it means to have a story and to come from someplace other than where you and I have come from. Yeah. And she left us with the disruptive thought of the night being, if you have diversity in your recruiting team, you will have diversity in your workforce. And I can tell you that she does that so well for us. And I know that people were trying to headhunt her and I just want to know hands off, <laughs> hands off our girl Sim. <laughs> Um, next was Bonnie and Bonnie was our student speaker and we're just so freaking committed to having a student take the stage because they come, they usually are one of the best speakers of the night and they also present uh, a perspective that we need to get ready for as we're preparing for that generation to enter into the workforce. And she talked about millennials being lazy and actually how we're all lazy. And it's not just a millennial thing. And I was like, oh, I really want to DoorDash my food for dinner. And that's called lazy. It's like the construct in which we live now is working with organizations that have enabled us to be lazier. Yeah. Right. And her disruptive thought was if we're trying to cut cost, cut time, cut, uh, cut energy, uh, cut waste... All of this is because we're lazy. Like, we don't want to have that anymore. And what are we then doing with all of that time? And can we enhance the employee experience by actually, if your onboarding process is so uh, automated with AI or new technology, then what do your new hires do on their first day? Do they actually have time to go out for lunch? Do they walk around the office with a tray of cookies and introduce themselves to people? Like, I thought that that was a really cool idea of like, what are you going to do with all the time that you've saved because you've created processes based on your laziness? She was great. And notably, she flew in from Calgary, where she is summer interning with Imperial Oil, working on their onboarding program. Mm -hmm. Hot diggity. That was awesome. All right, next up was Lori. Speaking of flying in, Lori flew in from London as he is beginning his relocation journey from London to Vancouver. And Lori, uh, Lori, Lori was awesome talking about culture being a donkey or a unicorn. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, do we want our culture to be some mythical creature or help me here? What was the point on the donkey? Or a hardworking um, donker. Donkey. Donker. <laughs> or a hardworking donkey. I, the the phrase that is so top of mind for me was that um, may the may it not be the perks of your company, but the performance of your company that create and drive your culture. And I just think that's so brilliant because what a disruptive thought that your work is what brings you the joy and not your beer on tap or ping pong table. Totally. Ah, I love it. He is working with a slew of coaches at his company called Within People, and um, they have offices all over the place. So it's really cool to see that he's going to make Vancouver a a little bit of a home. A hub. Yeah. Then we had Eric Termundi. Eric Termundi just completed his first half Ironman before uh, Disrupt. He's on a speaker 
circuit right now, traveling all across Canada and, and the United States. He's the co-founder of Now Innovations and the author of Rethink Work. And really the just such a champion of like what's the future of, of work or the now of work, I should say. He His disruptive thought was this notion that we shouldn't actually copy the companies that we admire. We look at Apple, we look at Google, we look at all these places and we're like, what are they doing and should we just copy them? And his disruptive thought was we should admire them, but there's a reason why your staff are working at the small shop. They didn't choose to go work for Google. There's a reason for the conversation or there's a reason for the experience that is keeping your your top talent in your company and you should actually identify that and celebrate it rather than try to copy other companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Next up we had Jesse. Uh, Hot diggity. Jesse brought the conversation to life. Uh, they spoke of diction and the power of our language. And Jesse will forever be my number one teacher on what it means to know your pronouns, first of all, and inclusivity and how our language creates an inclusive environment. And Jesse was really a champion for us in how inclusive we could be or we could make the event. And it's not just about gender neutral toilets. I shouldn't even say that. How would Jesse correct me? Toilets. Yeah. Jesse would say, it doesn't matter your gender. It's just a toilet. Thank you. In the same vein, Jesse shared with us why having interpreters at the event mattered. Mm -hmm. Jesse gave us an example of what their lived experience in going into a local gym is like. I am just so aware of how not sensitive I am. And I'm so grateful that Jesse will help educate me along the way in, I mean, from gender to other, other issues. Totally. And it also reminded me that the conversation around diversity and inclusion in a corporate setting is often about what program can we create for the people in our company. And what we may not be talking about is what are our practices and what's the language we use that stop people that are different than us from even applying in the first first, first place. So true. You know, so like the recruiting questions, the experience online, all of that matters Mm -hmm. and signals to potential candidates. Do I want to work with you? Totally. They were awesome. Nahal. Holy cow. She leads the people team at Mech and is like... Her delivery of her presentation was so... Matter of of fact. fact. (laughs) In the most hilarious way. I was in stitches. She's like, she essentially shared the epiphany she had one day where she woke up and realized that she hates HR and that everything that is wrong in her company is because of HR. And she was leading the people team. And... uh, she was going through this existential crisis. She's now shifted roles. We're so glad to have her back in Vancouver with Mech. And uh, she's now taking action on the fact that, you know, our recruiting processes are broken and our, the way we judge people and then take away their livelihood is actually called performance management and terminations. And like she, her lens on the function of HR is just so different. And she's working on a project with her team about what's the future 
what do we need to do to future proof some roles and and our and our occupations here at um at mech and so we got a little glimmer of that on stage she was awesome I did hear a lot of rave about all wanting to go and work for Nahal mm. uh, at the after party. And I think that speaks to how a leader can show up and create a magnetic vibe when you have a vision of doing things differently, not for the sake of doing them differently, uh, but really for the sake of like making a difference in people's lives. And why it's so important for us not to just have a student speaker, but also individual contributors and managers and directors of all different levels on the stage so that we do get this varied experience and exposure to different thought. Absolutely. Totally. Next up was Chris. Chris Howe is the um, general manager at Fedora, managing all of the contract delivery Deliverers? Did I say that? Couriers. Couriers is a better word. Uh, He is awesome. What a guy. He shared some really neat insights on contract, independent contractor workforce. And he's an employee, yet everybody that works at Fedora is not. And one one um, bullet, disruptive thought that he said, you and I both sort of looked at each other at that point in time was, oh my word, independent contractors onboard independent contractors. So they're teaching each other the way in which they work um, versus an employee onboarding an independent contractor. And they actually will have two completely different experiences. Mm-hmm. So that was really awesome. And my plug on Chris that he didn't share but feels special to me to share was when asked about a competing brand in town, DoorDash, I said, what's the difference between Fedora and DoorDash? Because they're all delivering food to our doors as far as we're concerned. And he said, the difference is that Fedora has hired me to care about our couriers and nobody cares about the couriers at DoorDash. And he was so proud that he got MSP coverage for his independent contractors. So should they get hit by a car door while on their bike delivering food, they would have coverage. Mm. And I think that's just the most beautiful example of what it feels like to be cared for. Yeah. And cared for in a way that makes an impact to their lives. And that's Chris and his big heart just, heck, it's a disruptive thought to care. Yeah. What's your competitive advantage? I care. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And then bringing it freaking home. Oh, my gosh. Our girl, Laura freaking Appleton. Laura freaking Appleton spoke about being a shit disturber. And she spoke about being a shit disturber in an attention economy, whether it's our inboxes, which are exploding. What was her stat? 11% of our work week is spent reading emails. And yet that somehow doesn't make our job descriptions, of course, which is hilarious. And she spoke of our relationship, especially in the HR field with organ with sites such as Glassdoor and LinkedIn and how they act, you know, they are in fact not quite that different than social media sites like Facebook um, that are constantly giving us notifications that that we feel this urge to to look at when really like what's the point? And uh she, she, you know, her version of being a shit disturber was maybe you should be present. Mm. And I, I, she shared a few emails on the screens and, uh, 
there, there's no question that she is shit disturbing the conversation that exists for very good reason. And it takes guts to stand up to these huge organizations that are getting acquired for millions of dollars because there's a different and a better and a more human way for us to do things. And yeah. she's really standing behind that. Uh, nine speakers. I learned a ton. We learned a ton. Absolutely. And we can't wait for the videos to come out. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't subscribed to the Corkboard, our monthly newsletter, we'll let you know when the videos get posted on the main Disrupt HR site so that you can check out all of the videos. We'll link below to some of the videos of uh, past events so you can see previous speakers and what they spoke about. And now it's time to wrap us up. Wait, I know really quickly, bro. Right before we wrap, can we just give a shout out to how rad our sponsors and partners of this event were? They were so special. We had Ropal Grail Employment Lawyers in the house and Thought Exchange, all two head sponsors. We had two awesome partners. One is Mealshare that we can brag that you're on the board of and their quest is to end youth hunger. I think that is magical. Mealshare's team was at the event and they're just super freaking cool. Mm -hmm. What a group. Moby showed up. I love Moby. It's no... It was very evident. <laughs> it was, it's very evident. Like I said, code below. Uh, best way to get around Vancouver. They had some bikes there v available for try-on. Uh, we also had Kit Mace outfit our speakers, which was very wonderful. They looked great. They looked great. And we had uh, Turf provide some delicious treats for the after party. It so was perfect. It was perfect. Now our wrap up. Okay. What makes your heart beat faster? Um, my heart beat faster. This weekend was a big birthday weekend. Um, some godchildren, my husband and my mom, our mom, all uh -huh. celebrated birthdays this weekend. So um, lots of good family time and celebration time. Blowing out candles and making wishes. Yeah. Kissing what's, babies. <laughs> what, what's making your heart beat faster? <laughs> what's making my heart beat faster is that I did a race uh, a couple weeks ago and it was rather terrible. And I had a great coaching call with a, um, a, a dear friend. And he put into perspective that if you're not having fun and finding joy and happiness along the training journey, then you won't have fun and joy halfway through the run of a race. And the responsibility we have to find the joy and find the happy in every minute of the day is is what matters and uh I share that because it's really easy when a race you know goes off the tracks and it feels awful and yet I just gained such great perspective that um you know the the game of life running a business running a race it's all the same and so to be able to take lessons from a race into life and and to never not appreciate that a race scenario is like the most intense version. I mean, you experience more emotions than you might in an entire month otherwise. And so I'm just acutely aware of how, how special it is to find happy. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Until we host Disrupt HR, YVR again in next year, let's just go disrupt HR, shall we? Amen, bro. Bye.